0: That's Bro, about as far more. as it goes. You, yeah, I know nothing.
1: I know nothing. <laughs> Welcome everybody to a spooky edition of Four Ten Sports. <gasps> oh, how we open with me going, I know nothing. I know nothing. Isn't that a famous saying by Socrates? Right the The only thing I know is that I know nothing.
0: Yes, that's yeah. what I was, and that's exactly what I was referring. Yeah, that's a uh, that's
1: a great line. Like, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. But happy Halloween, everybody! That's
1: right, happy Hope, Halloween. Uh,
0: All your festivities went well. Hope uh, everyone was
1: safe. All the children running around were safe and happy, filled with sugar. And my son absolutely won the neighborhood Halloween costume contest what was he dude he was woody with bullseye so if you think of a kid dressed in woody okay yeah hat on okay and he had a horse costume so he was the back legs and held the horse up with the little handles
0: i like it dude, yeah it was awesome
1: and everybody thought it was handmade i didn't want to tell him i just got it at marshall tanya just got it at marshall's but we just took the credit and ran that with is, it yeah, you know for
0: sure take the credit absolutely yeah. so it was a good time what was cam tonight
1: Uh, you know what? He was a
0: pirate because we originally bought costumes to go to the Renaissance Festival, got canceled due to the hurricane. So I'm like, guess what? These are now the Halloween costumes. So, uh, yeah, but it doesn't really, I mean, at his age, it's about the candy, dude. It's like pursuit to that. Oh, it's it's
1: efficiency and yeah, I get it.
0: Sprinting, I had to constantly slow him down, wait for the group. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. It was a good one. Um, Let's see, how old is J- is now Jimmy, or can Glenn call you that? Uh, oh, how old are you, Jimmy? Or how old is your son, I think is what he's asking. Fly looking yo, you know? Oh, how old is now Jimmy? I think he means your Wait, son. Henry's
1: two. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boy is two.
0: Yeah, big boy. But we got a lot to talk about. Trade yeah, deadline good. day right. is today, ladies and gentlemen. And there was a lot of news. I mean, we saw yeah. guys going to different teams, some big names changing teams. Uh, But that news did not really hit home no. that much other than some rumors, which we're going to get into a yeah. lot of it. And I cannot wait to bring Cole on here because he was certainly at the center of it on the artist formerly known as Twitter. Uh, But, you know, one thing I will say, Jimbo, I am very happy to see that the AFC didn't do much like we no. didn't see those uh those big pass rushers that went. To the NFC, they didn't go. They, they didn't come to the Chiefs. They didn't go to the Pittsburgh, who I heard was was sniffing around. Luckily, <laughs> all the big names went to the other conference, mm-hmm. uh, and and mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that, Jimbo.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, and I think that's because, I mean, if you look at the moves that were made, it's a top-heavy conference in the NFC, right? Yeah. And so they're trying to gather more and more resources there at the top of the conference. I also just gotta, I'm just gonna let you know, Glenn. Today, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back a little bit because. If you will believe this, on the trade deadline Tuesday, I did not touch ESPN, Twitter, any social media outlet until 4 p.m. What? Yeah. Dude, I'm sitting there. Refresh. Well, refresh. because I knew. I knew if the, I had a ton of things to do today. It was the last day of the fiscal quarter for work. And I knew if I got in.
0: Well, you, first of all, you knew if something happened, I'm texting you. I'm calling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I wasn't worried about I mean, that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I knew if I got into all the rumors and the, I was like, I'm going to be done. I'm gonna. I can't do yeah. it. I can't do it today. So I just and then as soon as it was four o'clock, I'm like, Feenin, yep. I'm over here. Like, I gotta get on. And then I see all this news, and I'm like, Oh well, the Ravens did nothing. Okay, cool. Let's yeah. talk about it.
0: Yeah, it was kind. It was uneventful. But the Niners did trade for Chase Young. We did yeah. see Montez Sweat over to the Chicago Bears. Russell Douglas goes from the Packers to the Bills. So the Bills did get a little bit better, getting some secondary help. No doubt about and they, and that. they
1: signed Leonard Fournette too.
0: Yep, Lenny. Lenny's back in. It was really only a matter of time before <laughs> that guy would would kind of make an impact, and he and he's certainly a three. Let's down see if back, he makes so, an impact, right? Uh, it, it, he's. I tell you what, he's number one ad in all fantasy uh, sports. Uh, let's see. Shout out to Sean, the, the legend. Bulls can't run the ball.
1: Anybody that's there, I mean, they just can't run the ball.
0: Well, yeah, it's commitment, or I think it's more commitment than talent. Sean no, says, I "Boys, I need your opinion." I Had a debate today with a person that watched this show. We debated on Jacob. Sorry, I didn't think Jacobs is worth a second round pick. He's not miles better than Gus. And I didn't see anyone out there uh, losing pick, uh, losing their picks. Uh, yeah, I think I the think big he, thing here worth is that. Drafting, yeah, worth losing draft picks is what he meant to I say. I think
1: the big thing here is that you're not only giving up a second, right? You're giving up a second for a rental because he already well, was in a holdout for a bigger contract, right? I think I mean, they were
0: going to sign him, Jimbo. I think they wanted a three down back going forward. I think they hoped it would be JK, <laughs> JK this year. Didn't yeah. end up being that because of the injury. I I'm not so sure this was a rental. I think they were going to sign him long-term Derek mm-hmm. Henry, different mm-hmm. story, but this sure. is a young guy. I think they
1: were looking to, uh, to to link him up, man. That's a, that's a, that's just rich second. Round. I agree with G- Sean. I think it's rich. Okay. okay. It's rich. And then the money, I mean, I don't know. He's a heck of a player, but I yeah. agree. That's a lot to, to invest a
0: draft pick and a long-term contract. It's a lot there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, Sean, I, I think I'm with you. I'm okay with them not making any moves. Yeah, yeah. But if they got Josh Jacobs, I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, I wouldn't be bummed. He's a hell of no, a player. absolutely he's not. A guy, he's a three-down guy, and he's led the league in broken tackles before. So, I mean, he's a hell of a running back. So, Hmm. I wouldn't have been mad, but um
1: but I think that if Eric couldn't get the deal done, I just ultimately at the end of the day, I think I just really have a lot of faith in Eric's ability to trade. Maybe not in everything. Yeah. I'm I'm I have a lot of faith in Eric in general, but well he it, knows his trades. Oh, for sure. You and can't I like say that he's that. not Eric, gonna overextend himself just for a right. Night. Him and him and uh who's the kid Howie might be the best traders in the NFL. Yeah. You know, so yeah.
0: I, I think that's fair to say. Well, let's let let's not make Cole wait any longer. Yeah, let's Cole do this, Jackson man. today was involved in some Some Twitter drama. People were coming for him. They were calling him all kinds of things. Liar being one of them. They say, you don't have any sources. Are you asking the mailman? They're accusing our guy, Cole. So I'm glad that we have him here to defend himself. Welcome back to the show. Mr. Cole Jackson, how are you doing tonight?
2: I mean, leading off with Socrates is perfect. As for me, all I know is that I know nothing.
1: Exactly. Dash there you go.
2: Socrates. dash Cole Jackson. <laughs> Cole Jackson doesn't know shit as per Twitter.
1: <laughs> no, it's uh,
2: it's been good, boys. It's been an exciting couple of days. Um, my Twitter has been an absolute comedy show. I love this type of stuff. So this has been just amazing.
0: Yeah, you know what? We got some stuff we're going to ask you about the film room. I know you got a lot of opinions, and uh, I-, I certainly want to get to them. but. Let's just jump right into where all the scuttlebutt was surrounding today. Ravens' O's Nation says he wanted Derrick Henry. It's all good though. Uh, and since you were, you know, you you kind of broke—I don't know—broke the store, but you were certainly at the center of it. Apparently, there was a deal set with the Ravens in Tennessee. Break it down for us, Cole.
2: Yeah. So I don't know the compensation. I don't have those details. Um, from my understanding, anyone floating out <laughs> what the return was um is speculation but i received a text around 1 yesterday um, that said there was a deal in place and it's actually been in place for more than a week so this mm-hmm. isn't something that was new it wasn't something that was nixed because of will levis coming in that game there was a an agreement between tennessee and baltimore on a derrick henry trade i don't know what was holding it up but at the last minute The owner said, we're not doing it, and essentially vetoed the trade. Now, the reason for it, from my understanding, is that they didn't want to trade someone who's been the center of their franchise, the face of their franchise for the last seven, six, five years, whatever it's been, for a mid-round pick. That's kind of essentially, so I don't know what pick it was, um, but for a mid-round pick. And they didn't think that that would be a good look, so they didn't want to do it. Now, Paul, whoever the fuck, from someone in Tennessee came out with that he asked the front office, did was it vetoed by, I think her name's Amy Adams is their owner, Our <laughs> Steve Biscotti is Amy Adams. No. So everyone said, you made that up. And so I'm cool with that. I mean, this is how this game works. Um, from my perspective, most of my connections are on Baltimore side. Paul's connections obviously are on Tennessee side. Right? So I'll leave you guys with this thought and the people out there that think I'm full of shit. First of all, I don't really care if you believe me or not. It really, like when I said, I do not care like this, it means literally nothing to me. My day does not change. Um, all those DMS it's cool, (laughs) but The the only thing that I get mad about is when people say I made it up because I have it. So Mm -hmm. now I'll leave you guys with this thought. Who has the incentive to lie? The Titans front office, specifically their GM, who got a trade vetoed by their owner. Now keep in mind, this is essentially Paul breaking this from the Titans perspective. This is RJ Z. Jeff Mm Zribick breaking that Steve Biscotti didn't veto Eric DaCosta. Do you guys really think that if he went to ask EDC, he'd be like, yeah, he vetoed my trade. Right. Think about it for a second. Yeah. Do you really think they'd air that dirty laundry through the sort
1: signs his checks? That's not a good idea.
2: Who would admit that? Of course they're not going to say it's true. So anyway, I'll leave you guys with that. Is no sweat off my back. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's what I was told. I confirmed it with two people, which mm -hmm. I'm if that's my process. I rarely tweet things out. The only thing I've ever broke that I was kind of the first on was Jadavia and Clowney. And I Mm -hmm. did the same thing. I heard about it. I confirmed it with two people. I tweeted it out. And I still got told I was full of shit Mm -hmm. until he signed with the Ravens. And then people were like, you were just guessing and got lucky. And this is just how this thing went. People crave information and then they get it and they don't like what they get. So I'm used to this. This happens all the time. Um, People on Reddit. So I've been an enemy on Reddit lately, but everyone on Reddit was actually on my side of this one. So I don't know. Maybe I turned heel or turned face. I turned face on Reddit. that, That was cool. That was cool. So. Well,
0: well, Cole. I mean, let me ask you this though: Do you think? Because I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy is a huge Gus fan. I don't have to mm-hmm. ask him about his feelings about our backfield because I know he, I know what he thinks. Mm-hmm. But why do you think that the Ravens felt they needed to address the backfield?
2: I do think that they were looking to address the backfield. Now, I, I did my my first film breakdown that came out around twelve today was on Gus's day yesterday. Um, it was, I mean, the three touchdowns were they were all goal line touchdowns and I think it kind of shied away from some of the things he did really well. A lot of the work he did in zone was, was really nice the way he was working off blocks. Um, I think that got a little covered up by <laughs> kind of him just running over dudes on the, on the goal line. So I think um, if you guys want a more in depth look of what he did really well and why I think it's super relevant moving forward, check out that, that film breakdown. Cause I put a little bit of time on his zone. Uh, runs, which I think the Ravens are trying to establish. Um, I don't think it's necessarily that they felt they needed to upgrade Gus. I think the concern is what do we do if Gus Edwards goes down? Mm -hmm. Justice Hill isn't a feature back. He's not a three down back. He's kind of that guy that you want to bring in for change of pace pieces. Um, A guy that you're going to bring in on passing downs, a guy that you're going to bring in. um, uh, What am I trying to say here? For, uh, I, I guess, more... I, I don't even want to say pass blocking because he hasn't been overly good at it, and Gus has, um, but that's kind of how he's viewed, right? Yeah. And Keat Mitchell has already been injured twice. He's a smaller dude, super explosive, super... like We want to see more Keith Mitchell, but not in a every-down role right now. He's not that guy yet. For sure. Um, so what happens if Gus goes down? Melvin yeah. Gordon probably becomes their... It'll be a committee, of course, but Melvin Gordon's kind of there between the tackle runner. And so are you comfortable with Melvin Gordon down the stretch, you know, in January, in late December, trying to, you know, get you to a playoff spot. So that's what I think the reason was. And I actually think that's why they were more interested in a guy like Derek Henry, because he's a guy that right now is working in a committee and he's seen his efficiency boost. By working more with Tajay Spears, which I think is good. Gus has always been in a committee and always thrived on it. He's never been the guy. He's always worked with Mark Ingram early. Then it was JK Dobbins. Now he's actually in a bit of a committee with Justice and mm-hmm. he's still thriving. So this is something that Gus is used to. He's not that kind of like Delvin cro- Cook runner that needs, you know, five, six, seven, eight carries to get into a groove. That's just not the type of guy he is. Um, so I don't think it was as much about upgrading on Gus. I think it was more upgrading on basically who's your feature back. If Gus goes down, who's that guy that if we need 19 carries like we did yesterday or a Sunday, um, they, they ended up carrying the rock 19 times. Cause they were trying to run out the clock at the end of the game. And to Gus's credit, he was making plays. He was getting first downs. He was keeping the clock moving. Um, so that's what I see um, as why they would do that. Josh Jacobs, I, I mean, I only have this, you know, I, it sounds to me and I know there was some contrary reports out there. So again, we're in the same situation, right? So I'm just gonna tell you guys what I know. I don't care <laughs> if you believe it. Um, I was told that they were never in on Josh Jacobs. So I mean, there's some conflicting reports out there. Um, I was told there was never basically an offer made, uh, mm-hmm. to the Raiders for Josh Jacobs for the reason that it sounds like Josh Jacobs was never available. So. We'll see. Um, that's what it sounded like. Man, it's just so wild. Oh,
1: we'll go to Sean's real quick, and then I'll mention what I say. I also just don't believe we needed another running back or an edge player. Our group is getting it done. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what Cole was speaking to. I think that's kind of how we feel as well, Sean. The only concern, of course, is <clears throat> specifically when it comes to the running back room, if a guy does go down, right? If, if that, a is guy. Is that applicable to every position, though? Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if Gus I goes mean, down. If Jadeveon goes down,
0: if Marlon goes down, if yeah, I mean, I think we'd be in trouble everywhere if we lose one guy like Stanley. I mean, which yeah. I can't wait to get Cole's opinion on Stanley and what's going on there. <laughs> but I still think it would be a massive loss if he were to go down. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I think the groups are getting it done. But if you could have had a chance with low compensation to make the team better, you do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. The one thing I, I wanted to mention is just weird some of the different NFL teams' strategies, right? Just you can see what it is today, and like I don't, I don't know. I mean, getting Josh Dobbs was weird to me. Like, why don't you're you like, just that go? Guy's and, gonna save your season, right? Just, just lean. And you're into hanging it. on to Neil. You're hanging on to everybody. Yeah, that that seemed a bit a bit crazy to me. I mean, I don't know. To me, the only untouchable in that roster is probably Justin Jefferson at this point, right? Outside of that, it's like, what are we doing yep. here? Um, same thing with. Oh, there's another team. I mean, yeah, we talked about the Tennessee side, but yeah, the Raiders, like your two biggest assets, man, imagine what they could have got for Adams and Jacobs. Oh,
0: like, what are they doing with Adams?
1: Right. <clears throat> They're ruining the guy's career. Goodness gracious.
0: Now the Seahawks got better and we're going to have to play them uh, this yeah. week. They yeah. they go uh, and certainly strengthen their defensive line. But yep, uh, I, I just love that nobody in the AFC did <laughs> anything. Uh, yeah. but, but Cole, I got to ask you, uh, how can because uh, you, you have a, you have a strong opinion on what's going on with ronnie stanley and I, I just gotta know is is this something are is this concern you think something long term for the rest of the season or is this something where you think he can build and build and get better at
2: yeah i just dropped a film room at seven o'clock uh on ronnie and where his concerns are so it's it, he's a weird weird case study um mm-hmm. but i think his his issue is really Easy to identify, um, which is good, but also not good, because the question is, how do you fix it? So essentially, his movement skills are still there. He's still, like, he's never getting bent. He's never getting beaten. Well, I shouldn't say never. That's not how he's typically losing when he does lose. How he's losing is he's reaching a set point, and it looks like he can't bend in his lower body to drop his anchor. And so essentially, what we saw on Sunday, and we saw it in the Pittsburgh game too against Alex Highsmith, he will just get driven back into Lamar's lap. Uh Lamar's touchdown pass to Mark Andrews. Uh L- Ronnie Stanley was sitting on his lap like Lamar was Santa. Uh and he flung that pass in. There's I, I I put six clips in the video. Um, it's one of those videos where it is all the bad plays and not there's still plays out there where he looks great and he does anchor and everything's fine. I just personally think you learn more from your losses than from your wins. So, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not intended to be misleading and be like, all he does is get beat. It's not really that it's just, he loses the same way every time. Uh, So it's kind of interesting. But that's what I see as the issue. I don't think he can bend in his lower body. I think that knee injury made it a lot worse. So the question is, will it get better or how does it get better? Um, That's a tough one. That's not really like without knowing what's going on medically with him. It's hard to speculate, but I'll say this it was an issue week five and it was an issue week nine or week eight. So it's not getting better as of right now. Let's leave it at that.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes as the season progresses because I know his injury was a while ago. I just don't know if the limitations are permanent or it's something that he's still working on, right? I just. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just am not sure. Um, But Masi says, uh, first and goal was two minutes and 50 seconds. Thought they would take three kneel downs, kick Mm. field goal after two-minute warning. James Glenn, like, going for it. What do you think, Cole? Um, If it happens again, isn't it better to be 12 points with a minute and 20 than 16 points with 250? Interesting. Okay.
2: I never even thought about this. We yeah, did talk about this a little bit. They, they punched it in at
0: the end after the right. uh, the penalty. um, And they said, why not just kneel it, kill the clock, kick the field goal.
2: I guess the only thing I'll say to that is, and I remember I texted one of my buddies and I said, it was the most Baltimore Ravens thing to be the first team. It feels like in eight years to give up an onside kick. I know, right? um, like, and the way it was given up, like, are you uh, kidding me? Um, So, I mean, in my head, I never thought about it like this. So I love when people bring perspectives like that. So he just thanked me for for that thought because that honestly never even clicked in my head. Um, No, it's that's an interesting (laughs) one. I personally would have just scored because points are better than no points, but I'm also always of the mind. And I I remember a couple of years ago, just constantly joking of like, why do people even try on sidekicks? Because it never Mm -hmm. works or they need Mm -hmm. to come up with a new way of doing it because they literally never work. And then of course it works against us. And of course, it's Nelson Aguilar. Like, <laughs> no,
0: I, really, I know of all people, man. Oh no, it kind remind of reminds me of Hank Basquette, uh, when he was at the Colts in the Super Bowl, and they hit him with, they got him with it in the Super Bowl. Do you remember that to start of the second half? The Bears got him, mm-hmm. and it bounced right off his hand when he was, was on the that Saints, reality right? show. It yeah, was the Saints, yeah, Saints. I think it Saints. bounced right off his hands, and that was when he was in that reality show because um, he was like marrying a playmate, or uh, it, it was a whole thing. And then the guy got absolutely ran out of the stadium, but. Yeah. Interesting thought, Massey. I mean, they could have, <coughs> uh, ultimately though, if they get the onside kickback, then it, then it just doesn't look like anything. Right. Uh, but because Nelson dropped it, yeah, it became a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it, l- let me ask you, let me ask you something. Uh, Lamar Jackson's, uh, you know, previous game, everybody was, you know, just celebrating him. He had four touchdowns. I mean, he looked like he was untouchable, but, there were some moments in this past game, although didn't put up the statistics that he did in the previous. I mean, he he was pretty incredible. Mainly the one where Ronnie Stanley is, is trying to anchor, and it looks like he's about to anchor on the left leg of Lamar Jackson. So he just swings it out of his way and throws a one-hand laser beam to Mark Andrews in the Wild. back of the end zone.
1: Can you I imagine mean, Lamar was a shortstop?
0: Oh, dude, turning the double plays, dude. Yeah. I mean, eh. Dude, but wicked. What'd you think about Lamar Jackson's performance?
2: Um, I hated the offensive game plan. It it drove. It was hard to watch. Um, it was hard. I was yelling live. We were at, we were eating dinner, and my wife was getting so mad because I was so into the game. But um, we had her we had her parents over for dinner too, and I was kind of like doing this, like eating out of the side of my mouth. But um, they lined up with a D it reminded me of the chargers playoff game in 2018. They came up basically in dime the whole time, not dime necessarily, but nickel playing with, you know, DB heavy. They're playing quarters coverage. They basically said, which is ironic because their social media account tweeted the running back thing. And then they came out and they said, okay, we're not going to let you throw it anywhere over our heads. And so they had a variety of three man rushes, four man rushes Mm -hmm. with, eight or seven in coverage. And they said, you're not going to beat us this way. And it took Todd Munkin until the sec. They had seven called runs in the first half, seven mm. against five man boxes. And they decided they were going to use the screen game. Got a video coming out on the screen game <laughs> in the morning, which made me want to kick a baby. And mm. uh, <laughs> ideally not my baby, but um, uh, they essentially were going to oh, use the screen game. Yeah, <laughs> they were going to use the screen game as an extension of the run game. And it, it was, it, it yeah. was tough. It was tough. It was, it was tough. Um, so I, I think Lamar didn't have his best game, but it also came within a bad game plan, I think. So I, that's kind of the added context I think that needs to be added in there because to just be like, Oh, Lamar's not, I mean, not really put in a position to succeed in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it was pretty wild when, when you did kind of notice there was one play, I think it was actually the touchdown, Glenn, you're the, the one you were talking about where he had like the one legged slinger, but I think they had eight guys in coverage or maybe it was in that same drive It was previous to that. Um, but just wild because we haven't seen that for, for years. I mean, mm-hmm. against the Ravens, it's been quite the opposite. I mean, literally, uh, so <clears throat> I'm okay with that ultimately though, Cole and, and Glenn, because that's an easy problem to fix in my mind. Like for a team that knows how to run the football, it's in our DNA, Mm -hmm. like like old bay seasoning. So I mean, this is just gonna. I mean, I I think that I'm okay with that. If that's our biggest issue offensively, Todd Munkin, I think will get it right. But I understand your point, Cole. I I I totally get it. Um, all right, we you want to catch up with a few of these super chats real quick? Okay, nice. I always get I start to get anxiety, DK, when they like line up on the sides. I'm like. Uh, okay, Carissa says, I'm a Ravens fan, roommate is a Seahawks fan. We're going to be more for the first time to watch the game. Awesome. Hope the boys give me a reason to talk smack the whole way back. Yeah, well, Carissa, I mean, you know me if you've been watching the show, talk your talk because we're winning this game. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so that's a tough travel for the Seahawks yeah Uh, i
1: think you're gonna be yeah you're gonna have the you're gonna
0: have the smack talk on your side you'll be good to go but it's a tough game i mean they're a good team uh but look i I like our chances in the bank anyway but especially the nfc lamar
1: still only has one loss in the nfc i don't think that's changing on sunday
0: no no absolutely and congratulations going to your first game that is so cool hope you have an absolute blast hope the weather's good that's one thing that can be rough in baltimore as you get later in the season if it's a just ask DK. If it's a if it's a cold, windy day, it can be absolutely brutal out there. But shout mm. to Carissa. Hope you dress mm. warm. Dress yep. warm.
2: Remember dress the last warm. time we played them in 2019?
0: Yeah, yeah that was that, in that Seattle, was
2: but it was basically in a monsoon.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah Miles Boykin
2: 51 yard catch. Don't oh, forget that. Oh my
0: gosh, Miles Boykin! Holy smokes! I do
1: remember that grab because we were all like, "What just happened?"
2: Yeah. We're like, "He's arrived."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Let's see here.
0: Sean says, at the end of the day, my stance is this. I want the Ravens to win it all. However, I don't want them to mortgage their future for one Super Bowl. I want them to stay competitive. Well, I think if you win the Super Bowl, it buys you some lean years. Just look at what the Rams were able to buy themselves. And I think they're in for some some tough years. But the worry, it's more so not just if they win and then have lean years. It's more so... If they come up short after going all in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't win, and then they still have those years yeah, where they still, don't have yeah. draft picks and they have a tough, and, and they're kind of rebuilding. So that's the more risky. If you win, that buys you time, that right. gives you your, your fan base. Uh, we just won one; it's okay. But the worry is if you go all in, you mortgage the future, and you still don't win. That's the worst case scenario, and I think that's what you know the Ravens do a good job at always avoiding. Yeah, uh, Cole. I want to ask you th- your opinion on what, how the wide receivers played. Bateman, to me, he's still he's still you know lacking some confidence, but that was a hell of a catch to go steal that interception away uh, from the defender there. And then also wanted to get your take on what you saw from OBJ, not making the plays, but still kind of making the plays by picking
1: up the penalties. Man, did he scare the life out of that staffer or what? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
2: Oh my I uh, God. I might <laughs> be pissed. I might put a little compilation together of the different, basically all of his targets, um, OBJ. It just felt like they were forcing him the ball. Um, it, it has
1: felt like that in the, in this game. And then what was the other game where that felt like that too? What was that the uh, was game it, where they threw the fade to Steelers, right? That, yeah. No, no, Steelers. The, one, the one where he smashed the guy in the face um, near the goal line. Uh, oh, he had whatever. the football. The guy ended up going out of the game. Was that the Lions game?
2: I don't recall. I don't recall him. Titans? Like Jeffrey Simmons?
1: No, no, no,
2: no, no. I'll find uh, it. I'll get back okay. to you. Um, I would say, yeah, that was kind of my take. OBJ, they, what they need to do with OBJ is put him in the slot where he can do a little bit more free release work. He doesn't seem to have the juice anymore. Um, I think he's still going to be able to contribute and it's not really necessarily an indictment on him. I think, again, I think he can still do some really positive things, especially later in the season. I just think Bateman has a little bit more juice in his release. I want to see him more outside with Zay and I want to see OBJ in the slot where he's getting those free releases and he can be savvy over the middle because that's where he's been at his best this year is, you know, there's that play um, early last week against the lions where he caught that kind of RPO late release throw. And um, he also had another crossing route early where he took it like 50 yards or 40 yards. It was a crazy gain um, a few weeks ago. So, I think that's where he's going to be at his best. Um, So that's an adjustment I'd like to see them make. Bateman looks good. Like he looks Mm -hmm. pretty solid. Um, I think it's, he's being a little underutilized at this point last two weeks. He's made some big plays. Um, I'd like to see them kind of force it to him now. Um, The other thing I'd like to see from the wide receiver room. And I tweeted it the other day is please for the love of God, stop motioning Zay flowers and having him stand in the backfield with nothing to do. Like um, Joe Flacco. It's driving me nuts. Um, it's not like I get you're going to use, you know, jet motion, orbit motion. Um, it's got its value. It it, it it tips the coverage and it's a good re- read for Lamar right before the snap, essentially seeing if they're in zone or man. Um, so it's not necessarily that I'm against that. It's just, a waste for Zay to do it and then just stand there, especially when guys aren't getting open. I put a video out today um, just on Twitter. It's a minute 30. It's all of their five man protections from Sunday. So five man protection is um, just the O-line blocking. Five O-line, there's no tight end. There's no running back. It's just the five offensive linemen pass blocking. And it actually shows that the pass protection on Sunday was pretty good. Um, it was a lot of the pressure came late. Like it did against Detroit where it's coming from guys, not being open balls, not being out that sort of thing. Um, So I would like to see that change moving forward. Um, I think, you know, a little bit more they could do there, get Zabe downfield. Maybe you're getting guys open and you're not holding the ball as long. That's, that's an adjustment I'd like to see them make.
1: Yeah. I think I'd also like to see Bateman get a bit more involved. Um, Look, ultimately we've got to know what we've got there. Right, and uh, I think Munken might have a little bit of a love affair with Zay Flowers in his game, um, but I just wanted to verify because I thought I was going crazy for a second. It was a goal line play against the Lions. OBJ actually got fined for it. He uh, hit um, how oh, the kid's name Kirby oh, Joseph. He got fined twenty one thousand oh. bucks for. Um, I did see
2: get fine. I, I saw he got fined, and I was like, "Didn't he get fined a couple weeks ago?" Third fine um, already. Dude, of this these season.
0: fines are such a joke. Did you see that that fine they gave Jalen Warren, the running back for the Steelers, for stepping up and pass blocking, <laughs> and they gave him a forty-eight thousand dollar fine, which is the equivalent <laughs> of his entire game check for the week. Ah, <sighs> dude, and literally all he does is pass block. Like, I, I cannot find it's so the most innocuous looking play. <laughs> it's so confusing. He doesn't hit the guy low. He doesn't hit the guy high. It was Aaron Donald. He was trying to pass block, and Aaron Donald just dispatches him. And then he gets the forty-eight thousand dollar. It's has got to protect robbery. Aaron
2: Donald at all costs. So. Yeah,
0: I guess so. That <laughs> yeah, that guy's
2: protecting. I mean, yeah, the guy that trains yeah, like, with knives.
0: Vassy <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. uh, says this team is still better than nineteen and twenty, right? Still no excuses not to make the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Bills have regressed. Only team fear are Bengals. Uh, I yeah. can't take another Super Bowl without the Ravens. Even media like Cowherd ranks the Ravens number one team. Well, this is not the first time Colin Cowherd has been uh, you know, a fan of the Ravens and putting them at number one on their power rankings. But look, it's a good team that can can win against anyone. They've shown that, but yep. they also have shown inconsistencies and they've should look bad against anyone. So, I mean, look, they can do any—they could win it all, or—I mean, you just don't know. You just hope they put together, you know, a run where they're hitting it on all cylinders when it matters most. I think that's all you can do, but they have the talent
1: necessary. Yeah, There's gotta no keep—I mean, it. I think at this point, a lot of it also comes down to health. Gotta keep that O-line healthy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, gotta keep Lamar healthy. I'm um, gonna—you know, we've gotta do all that we can to hope for good health, right? If you look at the teams in the Super Bowl last year, pretty dang good health. Offensive um, and then, lines usually stay intact to some yeah. degree. So,
0: but, hey, Cole, I want to ask you about that secondary, man, because, holy smokes, Brandon Stevens found his ball skills, yep. makes a nice hands interception, and Geno stole a second one from him. Let's call it what it is. What do you mm-hmm. think about those young guys? And if they continue to kind of get better, match them with already, you know, what we know we got in those other older guys. I mean, how good can this secondary be, Cole?
2: Yeah, they've been really solid. I mean, Geno Stone deserves so much credit for stepping in. He's now got the most interceptions in the first eight games tied with Ed Reed. What? <laughs> yeah. He's got five picks in eight games. Um, and Ed's the Crazy. only other player to do that. Um, that's why I keep making jokes. Should he switch his number to Stop number Stop it, three? Cole. Stop People it. I'm wasn't sorry. There a year,
1: wasn't there a year that Ed had nine and seven? In like a seven uh, or seven and nine might, or something like possible. that, it was wild.
2: Well, what was his highest? His highest, I think, eleven? was eleven. Did he go go That's tennis?
1: insane for a safety. I don't know
2: I if did. he ever went double digits. I'm looking it up. I know he right. had nine one
1: year. That might have. been. I do remember
2: the nine. Yeah, He's and got, I swear it
1: was in a short span. Like it was. He had just nine
2: like, twice and eight once. He had God. nine and oh four, nine and oh eight, eight. It was the oh eight, eight, eight
1: year. Ten. I'm pretty sure he did that in seven weeks. I'm pretty sure.
2: We, I'll look it up here quick while We're talking, but, could uh, be totally wrong, but, but don't
1: if, forget about Brandon Stevens here, Cole,
0: yeah, because man. he's got, he found his ball skills.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, and he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I, so, Jimmy, it was at the end of the year. So from week 11 to week 16, he had eight.
0: Dude, oh that's insane. Six <laughs>
2: games, two touchdowns, eight two pit, touchdowns. um, 10 pass deflections. Uh, yeah. I'm
1: not ready to turn Gino's number to 20 yet. Hey, this season's not
2: over. Uh, Okay, sorry. (laughs) Back to Brandon Stevens. Quit quit stealing the spotlight, Edward. Um, Yeah, no, he, uh, I mean, Stevens has been awesome. And uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, so I don't want to hash it out too much. Coaches will always bet on guys like Stevens that are close. Um, And we talk about it a lot with this team. Odafe Owe, Mr. Close. Better than Mr. Not Close at all. Um, so, I mean, it's just one of those things where I'm telling you, coaches love that. They're going to continue to give those guys opportunities, and it's just clicking for Stevens. He's, his awareness is kind of coming around. A guy that played running back in college, switched to DB, I think it is last year before the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, a guy and that made a little bit of time. Um, and I think the key here, though, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the secondary, But what they're doing up front with the simulated pressures from the front seven, the different looks that Mike McDonald's giving them, it's really helping the secondary out. Especially it's taking a lot of the man coverage situations away from them. It's giving the quarterback a lot to see, a lot to process. It's making him a little slower. Um, I'm really interested to see uh, Joe Burrow against Mike McDonald in the second game this year because Joe is usually really good against that type of thing. But Mike McDonald has had his number. Um, so th- I'm really interested to see how that plays out.
1: All right, Cole, we're going to leave you with this. I'm going to I'm gonna give you a statement instead of a question, and then I'm just going to say go. Oh, okay. All right? Because I know that you have a good buddy here at 105.7 The Fan. Oh, here we go.
2: <laughs> and uh, today, I actually picked up the yeah.
1: phone, and I was compelled to call Glenn because I was literally only in the car for – a minute max maybe 45 seconds i literally drove like three blocks down near the the grocery store for my house and in that time um i heard his, i heard jason lockenfora who say, jason lockenfora never heard of her never heard of <laughs> never okay, heard of her. 10 dollars if anybody knows of that what what's that uh, from? anyway um he said Kyle Hamilton is not a playmaker and is only <laughs> and is the best the best uh defender against the bubble screen in the league, and that's it. He's what can Kyle runner.
2: Hamilton ever do to him? Why yeah, does he, he has a, he has a ton of he
1: has a ton of guys? He he said this. He has a ton of guys that have been set up around him to take away to 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 do the dirty work to make him shine, and he's still not able to shine. His free safety's hurt. Like, look, all, and I still think it's crazy to say Kyle Hamilton isn't a playmaker. He's one of our biggest impact players. He just tied for leading us in tackles last week, and he's like, "Yeah, well, he got three sacks in one game and five pressures and in, in two games. The rest of it, he hasn't done anything. First of all, he just led us in 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 tackles. He makes incredible <laughs> open field tackles. Like Kyle Hamilton is in the middle of hey his Jimbo, career.
0: tell him about what he said about Linderbaum.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then I'll let you go. See, I'm already ans- I'm already like arguing for you. Let me give yeah, you some hold little on. more and then I'll let you go. Um, I'll let you go as in I'll let you respond. Uh, but he said EDC drafted Kyle Hamilton, number 14, and he could have got him in the second or third round, and then he got a and then he said, and then he got a center at the end of the first. And he was like, huh. He's like, you know, it basically was trashing Eric DaCosta. That's what he did well, in the first round.
2: I'll tell you right now, when we're gonna see it probably next week i think we're mid-season it's all it's so screwed up with the 17th week yeah (laughs) it'll be next week so everybody's going to be putting out their first half season pro bowl teams right you know all the analysts do it all the national sites guess who's going to be on a couple of those teams kyle
1: hamilton and tyler linderbaum (laughs) yeah both of them easy
2: tyler linderbaum is currently ranked the third best pass blocking center in the National Football League. Him and Kevin Zeitler didn't allow a pressure last week. And Tyler missed a couple games. So in one, two, three, four, five, six games, he's allowed six pressures. All six pressures were hurries. The quarterback has not been touched this year due to Tyler Linderbaum. Run blocking already was last year one of the best run blocking centers in the league. He needed his pass protection to take that step. Mm -hmm. Statistically, took that step on film took that step i mean it would cause i guess here i found the disconnect okay here's the problem jason lack and four would actually have to watch the game to know Mm -hmm. that um but i mean this is just base knowledge right like go to a website and like just kind of look at some numbers and to inform yourself if you're going to talk um as for kyle hamilton i guess kyle hamilton's not a quote unquote playmaker in the sense that he's getting takeaways all the time in the sense that, you know, he's, you know, the, the pick guy of a free safety or, you know, a force fumble guy that you see in a hard hitting, strong safety. But what Kyle Hamilton does, he is one of the, what I said earlier about what, um, wink or, or what wink I would keep calling him wink. What Mike McDonald is able to do for the secondary He's able to do a lot of that because he can literally line Kyle Hamilton up in 85 different spots on the field. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think people don't realize. Um, it just what he's able to do and the way he's looked in coverage this year has been night and day. Um, you know, he, he hasn't allowed very much. When he does allow a catch, it's an instant tackle. Um, he had some early issues with missed tackles in his career. He's kind of corrected those. Um, it's just not an issue anymore so I mean he's not a playmaker in the sense that he's getting those takeaways blah 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 Um, but he's a playmaker in the sense that he's literally enabling this defensive coordinator to do things that national film people who dive into defensive football every week spend their days studying what Mike McDonald is doing They do that because a guy like Kyle Hamilton and give credit to others like Roquan and Patrick queen are allowing them to do that as well with what they do in the front seven. But Kyle Hamilton is a huge piece of that.
1: And the one thing I want to point out is that just like you said, Cole, easily watching the game simply means that just because an interception doesn't occur, doesn't mean you're not making a play, making a tackle in, in a one-on-one scenario where you are the last line of defense and that's it. Mm-hmm. and doing so on a regular basis is a huge deal. What game was that where he got the ankle tackle? Was that the Bengals game?
0: Off the screen. Might have been, yeah. Did you remember that? Screen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, On the yeah. right side,
1: yeah. It was. I mean, and that's just one that comes to mind, but Kyle Hamilton is absolutely an enforcer. He's he's an amphibian. I mean, he's so uh, versatile back there. It's just incredible to, to watch. So I think it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous how- that he's in the two to six time
0: slot. He's the only show in town. I hate it.
2: It really is unfortunate for you guys because I I, do, I used to tune in all the time. And, like, I would just do it on, like, iHeartRadio or something yeah. where you could listen to something. And I just – this was kind of before I knew who was who. Um and I feel really bad. Who's the guy that's always on with him? Dude,
1: Ken. Ken
0: and I told Jimmy this. Ken. I used to like Ken. Now I, I him. Talks Ken he bad Ken used to be with Jeremy, right? Him. Yeah, they used to be with Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. man.
2: Yeah, Jeremy's the man. Love Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy yeah. is the man. Um, but I really, <laughs> so do, a- I feel for him because, um, you know, it's just like, I feel like the man has a career that he's got to protect. And I understand that. And I feel like his best position is to just, be JLC's sidekick and it sucks. Um and I think it's really kind of altered the way he handles himself. Um so yeah that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Well we're gonna start a call in campaign every 15 minutes tomorrow from 8 a.m to five they will m. not
2: take my calls, trust me I've tried no
1: I'm saying just just whoever <laughs> call, call in a 1057 call in a 1057 and say you want James and Glenn. Yeah, <laughs> go. hey, you know funny you with JLC?
2: The one that I couldn't stand the most and the one I was literally trying to get on the phone was was uh Jerry Coleman. He was the oh, guy yeah. that I could not stand some of the DMs he'd sent people. Just like like I think JLC is a bad sports analyst. I'm not convinced he's a bad person. Like, I don't know. He seems fine. He's probably a nice guy. Jerry Coleman is a piece of shit of a human. Like <laughs> what he, he sends people in their DMs trying to degrade them and essentially make them feel like they don't matter. Um shit like that is just like people in society that do that. I'm sorry, but you're a piece of shit. Like it's just, it goes beyond sports at that point. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, and the guy weighs 110 pounds soaking wet, so I'm not yeah. sure why he's in anyone's DM. Adam
0: Jones got it. I love Adam Jones, man. Yep. Captain Adam, America. I love him. <laughs> uh, aren't they doing a show together? Yeah.
2: Well, do you not remember the rumor from way back when?
0: No, I mean oh, I, I know bitter. a lot. He rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but I, I know much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Adam
2: Jones used to make fun of him because he said that all the guys would say he was staring at them in the
0: locker. Room. Oh no! <laughs> this
2: was a big thing, like to the point where I remember hearing about it. This was yeah. years ago, though. Wow! Well, um,
0: I guess uh, they mended that because they're doing a, a podcast together, which is. They used to always tweet it at him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <awful. laughs> Uh up. but well, we got a big game this weekend uh coming up. I I I gotta get your your you know, before we let you out of here, what, yeah. what are your early impressions on the Seahawks and what the Ravens have to do to win?
2: Having them come across the country is always gonna be an advantage. Um, we just had the opposite of that advantage traveling to the West Coast. Um, so I think that gives them a bit of a bump. They're coming off a game that was a tough physical football game that they kind of won it late. Um, they had that pick late and then ended up scoring. Um, I, I like the matchup for us. I think, um, on like our defense against their offense, I think plays really well into what we're doing. Well, they do have that three headed monster at receiver, um, with JSN's kind of starting to put it together as a rookie. Um, DK, we all know what he can do, and Tyler Lockett's been Mr. Steady forever. Um, you know, he's just always been that guy, right? And everybody loves having him on their fantasy football team. Uh, Gino Smith has kind of turned his season around. He was struggling. They got two guys who can run the rock, um, and Walker and Charbonnet. So that offense is good, but I think we match up well with them. I'm a little worried about their defense. They just made a huge addition in Leonard Williams. Uh, you know, they got Bobby and Jordan Brooks there. They're playing really well together. They got a good pass rush. They got boy Maffe, Who's, you know, getting out there and getting to the quarterback regularly. Um, Daryl Taylor's also there. Um, and they have probably, one of the best young well probably the best young duo of corners and Devin witherspoon and tyree woolen uh that the you league know. has right now in terms of a in terms of a duo mm-hmm. um so i mean i loved witherspoon coming out uh they also added frank clark back to their to their yeah. path rush. so i mean that's a, they got a stack defense so that's where i'm wondering, Adam's gonna play or is he out still I think he's still out. Is he still out? Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, Julian love has been pretty good this year too. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, paying the big man, $53 million a year. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to deliver the goods against Seattle. That's just how it goes. But I do like the way I at least like the way we match up with their, with their offense. Um, But this offense has to get something going. Um, But I mean, same time PJ Walker, did pretty good against them, 248 yards a touchdown. That's um, right. So, you know, we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. Yep. I like our chances. Well, Cole, thanks so much for joining us on this Halloween night, <laughs> and we will look forward to seeing you next Tuesday. Guys, again, if you haven't, go over to Cole's YouTube channel, RoadGrader, subscribe. He will make you a smarter fan, no doubt about it. And also follow Cole. What, what, what's Is that the Twitter handle right there? Is there? Absolutely. Don't believe you.
2: a thing that Twitter handle says.
0: Guy makes everything up for clout.
2: I'm just here for clicks.
0: That's I'm right. I'm here for clicks
2: and chicks, baby.
0: <laughs> Peace out. All right. Good night, Cole. Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs> uh, Jimbo, I gotta ask your question. A, a, a quick question here. Uh, I dang it. Sorry, DK. That was my fault. I took it right off. <laughs> Is this Tom? the question you were gonna ask me? Yeah. Tom Vado says, if you can only keep one, Metabike, uh-huh. Stone, or Queen, who are you paying?
1: Between Meta those BK. Three. I say that the, easily, but what like about
0: Meta BK or Gino and Pat. Cause I bet both their salaries would add up to what Meta BK is going to make. Yeah. Holy crap. That makes it
1: tough. You know what I'm saying? I knew the that thing, would spice The it thing up. is, is that you have Marcus Williams, right? <laughs> but for how long? Yeah. Well, he's got to be on season. the books for at least three more no, years. I'm saying for each season, how many games? Oh, I guess that's true. That's a good point. Um, so that's tough. I hate tough. to say it. I hate to and, say it. And then the, the hard part is both positions. We've already invested heavily is, I guess what I would say when it comes to Gino and Pat. So it's like, True. dang, are we going to double down first round picking Kyle also? Right. And so, um, and, and, uh, yeah, it's just a tough one. I'm I'm going to go with Justin. Okay. They I just did signed
0: Brody though. They just signed Brody. Different players, <laughs> different,
1: players. <laughs> different contracts. They're hip to hip though. I'm up. sure whatever his total contract was wasn't it? I mean, I can't even remember what it it's was. It's gonna be more than more than uh, Gino. No, no, whatever Brodrick's c- total contract worth was, I'm sure that's still gonna be less than what Metabik gets in a year. No way! I think he got like 38 million or something. No, it's
0: like 18. No way! Metabik got. Di- I mean, uh, Brody
1: got disrespected. Yeah.
0: Hold on, pull it up, dude. I gotta know. I gotta know. You're a faster typer than me. Here we go. Uh,
1: yeah, dude. He got a he got a three year seventeen and a half million dollar deal. Uh, Dude, Madepika's uh, getting more than that in a
0: year, bro. He is. He is. He is. You're right. Dang I mean, it. Come
1: on. Think about Chris Jones just sat on the bench.
0: Yeah. You I'm know, like, for
1: what? Try and do it without me. Yeah. You know. So, so I, I'm gonna go Justin. What about you?
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it would be Justin if I could only pick one. Um, but if I could pick Gino and Pat, I'd
1: probably lean towards both of those guys over Justin. I just feel like. If if Justin Metabike can continue to improve and play at the level he is, dude, um problem. Yeah, he he makes yeah, it's 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 much more of an issue for an offense. Yeah. The game plan for a guy like that, right? There's well, not many it's D
0: tackles, you can line up at D end.
1: Exactly. That's why those guys get paid. It just clearly is why. So yep. give me a break, Lisa. All right, give me a break.
0: No, I didn't even see that. I love it. Get him, Lisa. I- get him. Let him All right,
1: SMKG says, understand that EDC didn't like running back deals. Feels like missed opportunity. Super Bowl window is now... Is he saying I didn't understand or that he does understand? I think he's not happy. Okay, Super Bowl window is now uh, with no dominant team in AFC. Thought we needed another playmaker with Lamar. Only throw the ball 25 times per game. Um, I just... People they don't just like... T- they don't like Gus
0: as much as we like Gus, Jim Bell. That's what it Dude, is. Everybody's ready to just turn their Gus. back on the kid.
1: All he does is produce, man. That's it. Damn. And we were talking about this during our fantasy draft. Who's the kid? The Redskins kid? Is that Brian Johnson? Yeah. Brian. I think he had almost 100 carries more than Gus last year or something crazy like that. Um, Probably. Or 100 touches. And they had the same number of yards within like a 60-yard difference. Something ridiculous. I mean, look, the kid just produces. Just leave him alone. Let him produce. Like, until he does
0: something wrong. I've been happy with, other than the mesh point issues, which are big, and they got to fix them. They got to be 100%. They have to be perfect. They don't have to be perfect in a lot of areas. They got to be perfect when it comes to getting the ball, you know, handed off or not. But other than that, I've been really happy with justice. And I think Mm -hmm. they can correct those issues. And once they correct those, I mean, I, I like our guys. And the whole "what if he gets injured"? You could say that about every Brother position. Ryan. I feel like, like, I, I get, yeah. What if Gus gets injured? Oh, okay, okay, but couldn't we say that about everywhere? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't <laughs> like just. Well, we'll get Derrick Henry because then, like, what does that mean for Gus? I mean, I guess they would have tried to find a way to give Gus Derrick Henry and Justice Hill work, but I don't know at what cost. Um, I'm okay with our guy. I don't think that that was as big of a, a an upgrade that we needed. I, I just don't.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, Glenn, you brought up a great point earlier because everyone is saying it's not about Gus. It's about what do we do if he goes down. But that's fair to say about any position. It's not about Lamar. It's about what if Lamar goes down. It's not about any anywhere, right? Like, obviously, quarterback is the most impactful, but it's just difficult. I don't know how how long – how many – contingency plans you can have. A roster's never going to be perfect. And I think that if it sounds like what's uh shoot, the Raiders kid. Jacobs. Josh, Josh Jacobs was never actually on the table. But if a second was the take, I mean was the like was what they wanted, is he Roquan? Because that's how, you know, I mean that's how the Ravens view their second round picks. Yeah. I, I mean, think about it. They gave up a fifth for the interceptions leader. And Marcus Peters and Kenny, Kenny, what's the kid's name? Kenny no. Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcus Peters, one heck of an impact. Fifth or Campbell. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that just felt felt rich to me, and I'm sure Eric felt the same.
0: Yeah, and the only way it makes sense is if you're signing them long term, which means you're investing huge money long term. Yep. Uh, so that's a lot of investment for the running back position that's universally being yep. devalued. Tom Votto says, I'm a little disappointed. Isaiah likely not too involved in the passing game. Do you guys think we need to involve him some more? I would like to involve him some more. I think they would like to involve Isaiah I think some just more. He's going to earn it. But exactly. But he's had some moments where they did try to, and he mm-hmm. didn't capitalize on those moments. And when you're a guy who doesn't get a ton of carries, you got to make the most out of every single one of them. It's like Tom Brady said, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to get two, two looks in uh, per, uh, practice, those are going to be the best two reps. Those reps are my Super Bowl. And I think Isaiah has to take that mindset. If I'm going to get two looks in today's game, those two looks are my Super Bowl. And they got to be the best two looks I can possibly make them. And we haven't always seen that with Isaiah. So I think if he would have taken more advantage of those opportunities, we'd
1: see more of them. And hopefully, you know, that's in his future. Yeah, I agree. He's got to earn them, man. Um, He's got to earn Munkin's trust. He's got to earn Lamar's trust. That's what it feels like to me. It's just he's got to earn it. But it'd be nice because he's he's got talent got the talent, man absolutely I think we've seen it in flashes and and it's fun to watch him with the ball in his hands. but I know for one thing John doesn't i don't I don't think that John is the type of guy that's gonna be happy with miscues in blocking or special teams or other scenarios and then say now we're gonna give you reps catching the football mm. yeah. You know, what I mean, that just doesn't see, seem to be seem to be John's uh, way of doing things. You got to you got to earn. A lot of mouths to feed here in Baltimore. Lot, lot, um, lot, lot. Um, but Glenn, I do want to get to our weeks. Our this week's winner, the previous week's winner. Um, yeah. I think first timer. First timer. Yeah, I think it's first timer. Um, so let's talk about. It. Of course, every week we do a weekly competition that is brought to you by the one, the only BetUS, our partner. Yeah. Uh, So go check out BetUS. They are legal here in Maryland amongst a ton of other um, states in the United States. The really great thing about BetUS, outside of having every type of bet there is, prop bets, player bets, in-game bets, uh, futures bets, season-long bets, whatever kind of bet you want, they'll also match your initial deposit if you use our promo code 410 or use the link in the description. And they'll not only match up to $2,500, they'll give you an extra 25% bump. So that's literally more money than you deposited by 25% to go check it out. So go ahead and support the show. Yeah. It's an easy way for you guys to do it to have some fun. Uh, you know, gamble responsibly, but enjoy it and um, yeah, have a good time. That being said, every week we do a competition where we have all runners. If you guys have been watching the show and then you submit your answers via social media, your predictions, or in the comment section, and then the winner gets some swag, shows up at the doorstep. And this week, Glenn. Who won? John Stremmel, congratulations! First
0: <laughs> time winner, absolute uh, champion this week. I mean, mm-hmm. his predictions were unbelievable, and four I'm out of four, four yeah. skunked us
1: again, bro.
0: I mean, holy smokes! I am just reminded each week how terrible I am at these competitions uh, by all of you who continue to get four out of fours. And so, shout to John, John, if you. Would be so kind to send us a message at any of our social media. It's a private message telling us your shirt size and address. You will get a prize in the mail. And congratulations once again to John. Guys, don't fear if you want to participate in our competition. Be back here on Friday when we will have our next series of over-unders uh, for the next game. And I cannot wait to get back to my rightful place as champion, as head of the table, As leader of the pack, when it comes to our show competition, it's been far too long. And just to reiterate, by the way, BetUS, what makes them the greatest. I see these commercials. I saw prize picks today. They said, we'll match up to $100. (laughs) We'll match up to $100. BetUS says, ha ha, we will match and then some 125% up to $2,500, ladies and gentlemen. So just go with the best. Go with the OG. Go with BetUS.
1: That's right. Go check them out. Like, uh, it says in the banner, uh, just use the description in the link or use our promo code four ten. It's super easy to do. So, uh, Glenn, I think that's it for us on a, on a Halloween night. We had good attendance tonight. Hopefully you guys had a good time. Um, we got a lot to cover with this Seattle Seahawks game coming up. So make sure you join us. Uh, and we will, we'll be here, uh, back on Friday night. That being said, have a great night. And we'll talk to you guys soon. See you. (laughs) (toddose) (toddose)
2: <laughs> eh <toddose> <toddose> <toddose>